Welcome to the Soul Midwife Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Hughes. I'm an energy healer, a guide, a mama of four, and yes, a soul midwife. In this podcast, I offer guidance, healings, and wisdom for women who are feeling out of alignment, disconnected, and are longing to find out or to rediscover who they truly are from a deep place of wholeness. Women who are ready to step out of the culture of busy, overwhelmed, disconnection, and fragmentation, and to lead lives that feel soulful and aligned from the inside out. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. So today, I am wanting to talk about magic, (laughs) and the spiral of life, cycles of life, and control. So... Maybe those things don't sound like they all go together in your mind, but in my mind or what I've been sitting with this morning, they definitely do. So I'd like to start this podcast actually by doing something that I normally do in my deep drink, although I'm not going to go totally into a meditation with you, but I do want you to, whether you're driving in your car or doing the dishes while you're listening to me or what any of the things that may be happening, just kind of dropping into your body. If you are able to actually close your eyes and pause, that would be amazing. <laughs> you know, the other day, actually, just a quick story, I was, um, my two little ones were at their grandma's and that hasn't happened in many, many moons. And it, of course, gives me a lot more space, right? Only two kids were home and they're both teenagers and can do their own thing. And I realized all I wanted to do was listen to music. Like, actually listen to music. Not listen to music while I was doing this or while I was doing that. But, like, actually sit and, like, feel and enjoy the music. And it was it was really incredible. And it, it made me realize, like how much, you know, when I listen to a podcast, I was like listening to this amazing podcast with Wim Hof and the man who did, his name is Craig, I believe, who did the My Octopus Teacher. If you haven't watched that movie on, on Netflix, it's freaking amazing. It's all about this man who basically befriends an octopus. It's a true story or it's a true, it's a documentary. It's amazing. I literally was one of those ones that I wanted to watch and then rewatch and watched with my kids and felt like there was so much deep wisdom in that. So anyways, I actually listened to that podcast without doing anything. And so it's just really like opened up for me in life. All of these things that I double do, right? Like I multitask and how I don't actually enjoy that. It makes me not really here or there. And so like I feel like I'm half getting all of the things. And you know, sometimes in life you have to multitask or maybe you don't. I don't know. But I'm choosing to stop multitasking so much and loving the feeling that that is giving my body, my soul, and just my overall experience of life, which actually really ties in well, funnily enough, to magic, right? And so I would love to just start this podcast, or now that I am three minutes in, (laughs) to invite you to get into your body in whatever way you can right now, whether that's closing your eyes or just being a little bit more present, just giving a little bit more presence to your internal space and my body and your reaction of my words into your body. 
And I'm going to invite you to actually feel what magic feels like inside of your body. Right? So living a life that is more full of this word that I'm going to call magic, whatever resonance that gives you. For some of you, actually, that might not be a very pleasant sensation. Because, wow, there's a lot of stuff tied up in magic. Right? So just this like experience of magic, what does that feel like inside your body? Just really giving your time and space to tap into that sensation. So for me, and I know I'm not supposed to on a podcast, let there be lots of dead air. So maybe you want to pause and to give yourself more time. Maybe that's all you needed from this podcast was to hear my words. What does that feel like? And allow yourself maybe the next five, ten minutes not listening to my voice, but actually feeling those feelings. If that feels like exciting to you, go for it. For those of you that want to stick with me, <laughs> um... I'd love to explore this a little bit more and again tie into this idea of control and this a or experience of control and this experience of the sp spiral of life. So to me this morning life well not this morning but life has been feeling quite heavy. I mean it's I don't know. It, I don't know how it's not feeling heavy for you because the energy is on this planet is just heavy right now. Whether or not you're in the narratives and the stories that are going on or the realities, right? Um, it's just kind of heavy for all of us. There is energetically a lot of heaviness here, right? I think I mentioned in my last podcast, although I don't think I even actually ended up, sometimes I record past podcasts very rarely and I don't put them out. And I did record a podcast on technology and the interaction of in our bodies, and I actually deleted it. So I just didn't feel like it was fully uh, there, right? My The wisdom wasn't fully there. It was more of a rant. So what, maybe one day I'll return to that. But I, I was just talking about uh, quantum physics and my, how my son and I are studying quantum physics and really the physical science, if you want to go into the science realm, of energy and our energy and that we are energy and that literally there's the Higgs boson field all around us and we are bouncing off that energy and it's how we experience and I could go way deep into quantum physics. I find it fascinating. But in the reality is we are energy and right now there's a lot of dense energy that we're interacting with, right? And so I've been in this kind of density, navigating it and I was journaling this morning and I was really having this massive realization about uh, the season that we're in. We're in the fall season, right? And all of the things that I've been doing and how those things are a reflection of this season. And I wasn't even really like consciously doing them. So examples. An example of this is I have recently um, not recently, but in the past few years, um, gotten really into painting. And I paint a lot, like daily painting, most days. And I was painting, and uh, sometimes I paint, you know, like I'm actually making my skills better, so I'll paint based on an instructional video or something. But I also just paint off of visions that I will have. And so I had this vision of a full moon, and 
I had this vision of what I thought was something and it turned out to be something else. And what it ended up turning out to be, funnily enough, was, and I say funnily enough because it was based on a conversation I had had with my husband earlier about the possibility. So to me, magic is possibility. It is creation and it is being present enough to <laughs> stew the cauldron of possibility and creation. And so what this painting became was a full moon with, it ended up being a cauldron. And then all of these colors coming out of the cauldron and going, rising up into the moon. And it was a very big reflection of the season, right? We're in this fall season. We're in the season of Halloween. And I just wrote, my family and I, we do a, I homeschool, and we do a Hughes News. So we do a newspaper once a month where every member of our family, even the adults, contribute something. And my daughter is the editor. She's 14. And this was all about, it was a spooky episode. Uh, a spooky newspaper. So I wrote about the history of Halloween, of Samhain, All Hallows' Eve, you know, all of the history that is involved. And it's a fascinating history, right? And so I was really, as I was writing that and talking to my husband, I was realizing all of these things that life is very heavy right now, but there's also this like magic in the air, right? There's the possibility in the air. So things are falling away, fall season, that's part of it, right? The leaves are falling, the leaves are very much falling today in Colorado. It's very windy and it's a very fall day. And there's also this like thinning of the veil. So many cultures, most all cultures, past and present and now, have seen this time of the year as a really big thinning between the two worlds. You could call it the undead or the dead. I also just think that there's just different energies and we can call those entities or we can call them whatever you want to call them, but there's just more, probably more than we see, right? It's like that perspective shift. So I see things sometimes, things visit me sometimes, have since I was a kid, I used to think that that was weird and never would have admitted it to people. But it happens, and I'm very comfortable with it now. So my nighttime has not been full of sleep lately. There's a lot visiting me at the moment. The veil is thin, right? You can see even, like, the cocoa, the thing cocoa comes to mind, that uh, movie. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty amazing. It's about the day of Dia de, El Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead, and... Um, the coming back of the dead for this day. It's a very cute and also really poignant uh, Dis Disney movie, maybe? I don't know. Pixar movie? It doesn't matter. It's a great movie. And it really makes me think about magic, you know? Just the magic of this time period. And also the spiral of life of this time period. So, in the fall, things like to fall away. There's certain themes in my life that always come up in the fall. There's a specific one my husband, husband and I revisit every fall. It's happened again, and we're every year we're so much more aware of it, and we grow so much more, and we don't react the same way that we did that didn't really work for us, right? That led to more fighting, that led to more hurt, hurt feelings, that led to, like, being disconnected from each other, we're trying to navigate it in a new way. 
and I guess you could call that up-leveling. I don't know why, but I really don't like that word. But that's the best word that I have right now. Up-leveling our relationship, right? We're growing, evolving. Maybe that's a better way. I always picture of it like a spiral. Life is like a spiral, right? You're just every, every year you're coming back to this part of the spiral. And so here we are in the fall season at this part of, you know, our relationship spiral, which really has to do with our own internal stuff, you know, and how we navigate that, and how we come together around it. And so going back to magic, what does life, a life of magic feel like? It feels like possibility. It feels like creation. It feels like being present in things. And that is how... When I wrote in my journal today, I wrote, I am calling in my ability to see and create more magic. Does that mean I'm going to be doing spells and all of the things? No, that's not what it manifests in my life. That's not what it looks like. In my life, I am very tied to nature. I'm very tied to the seasons. I'm very tied to what I call magic. And what I call magic and what you call magic is probably something very different. It is also some a word that can really trigger people because there is all this like historical fear and historical information that lives in trauma in you know in our collective DNA right if you were called a witch or talked about magic at one point maybe even today you were seen as bad and devilish right and you were burned maybe and so that's that's a thing for some people. For me, magic feels like possibility and creation. It really does. And being present and following the natural flow of life, of all of the magical things in nature that is here. And really to stop the magical things that are here that are guiding us and to stop resisting it and step into it. So that's the releasing control. It's about releasing control, not conjuring up spells to control, but to create rather than control. That's, pr that's pretty good. Let me say that again. It's about releasing control and not conjuring up spells, whatever that means, to control, not creating stories to control, but rather creating. Creating. And then letting go of the outcome which is a lesson that we have to learn over and over and over again, right? Right? So this thing that comes up with my husband and I every year, um, we've, had, we've had those years where we've tried to control it, control it, control it. And it's never led to anything positive, right? It's led to greater heart rate, greater breakdown, greater disconnection. And so it's about creating, stepping into us creating what we actually want that to be, not knowing how we're going to get there, but stepping into that cauldron of creation, trusting, which is what I'm working on, the trust, reclaiming trust, and actually then stepping into it and letting go of the outcome. So what happens when you step into to that magic, that flow, that divine feminine energy is that life becomes a much more lived and deeper presence and connection. It's more simple. It's more sweet. It's more simple. 
And I don't know that a, a lot of people are not liking simple, right? I, I think a lot of people say they want to live a simpler life, say they don't want to be as stressed, but their actions definitely don't reflect that. And it's about the small actions. It's not about reorganizing your life. Although, for me, sometimes small actions lead to a reorganization of life. In fact, it almost always does. The small actions sometimes lead to bigger actions because I want more of that, right? So, to me, it is stepping into that flow. Stepping into that simple and sweet, and then life gets less complicated. There is less thinking, there is less planning, there is more ease and appreciation, there is more opening for what is. In this season, this thing for years and years has revisited us. I could go on about a different season and other patterns emerge. That is, to me, life. And if you really are present in life, then you'll see that. You'll see that that happens in your life. You really will. Like, it's not just me. It's just that I am quite, I've developed, been developing presence in life since I was a teenager, right? For me, it used to look like I would go to meditation retreats. My first meditation retreat was at 19. I did a 10-day silent meditation retreat. I never even knew how to meditate before I went to that retreat. I just felt called. I felt the magic of the possibility that this was right for me. And I followed that. And I've done that mostly in my life. I also control. I've also been in the control phase of my life, right? Especially after having a baby. Man, that was a big, like, I wanted to be perfect. I wanted to do all the things right. Try. I want to try all the time. Like, I feel like I live life through trying. I, I would actually love to record a whole podcast on trying in life, right? And what that gets us. But Sticking with this theme, there is more presence of feeling what it means to be a human and all that comes up with that. And so in order to be in that phase of magic, of creation, of possibility, of being present to see what life actually is, of being present enough to show up rather than disconnect to maybe some of the things that are falling away right now or asking to fall away. It doesn't mean you have to get, you know, like divorced. Like that would, that used to be what my husband and I would just like jump to. And that isn't for us. Like what is for us is stepping into the creation of what we actually do want more and more and more every year and letting it grow, letting our relationship grow, right? And so now there's no, there was no fighting this morning. There was some tears because tears are always present in my eyes. <laughs> like that's just how I express. But there was no hurt feelings. There was a resolution. It was very, like, a very quickly did we step into creation mode. Right? But that hasn't always been that. So to be in creation more, you need to be more in your heart space. You need to be more in a space of like a nervous system that is actually downgraded or like not in fight or flight, I guess is what I would say. Not living in fight or flight. So, so working in that nervous system that like mine is actually just pretty mellow right? And my heart is really quite open. I've been working a ton on my heart space the past few years. And then that womb, that is the cauldron, that is the creation space, at least in terms, I mean, not in terms of a woman's body, in terms of a man's body too. They don't have a womb, but they do have the energetic center of creation. It doesn't matter if you're a woman or female. It's probably expressed differently, but it's, 
and it's felt a bit differently, but it is the same area. Does, you know, as a woman, you don't have to have a womb, but that's where that creation center of us is. Right? So a past self of me, 10 years ago, if I would have been hearing this podcast, some lady talk about this, I would have thought she was crazy. Really? But, but I, there's like that part of you when you're going through the process that's like, this is crazy, this is crazy. But then if you let your experiential part of you, so like that part of me that did go to the meditation retreat, that did feel myself as full, like as not a whole self that felt literally all of the energy of my whole body, right? That asked for a sign from God, what I call God, although I don't think I did at that point in my life. I was very anti the word God. But uh, there was a point in the meditation retreat that I felt very like, oh my God, what the hell is this? I got to get out of here. I need a sign. I very clearly, I think it was the first time in my life that I had asked for a sign. And at that moment, a deer walked in front of me and stopped and stared at me, maybe three feet away from me and just stared at me. And it wasn't like you see a deer, like I live in a place where there's deer everywhere. It was very different. It was clearly a sign. And that was my experience. And I felt it. And that's all I can tell you. You can go into the headspace of the thinking and the justifying and all of those things. And that happens to me sometimes too where I justify the magicalness of life. But in reality, my experience over and over and over and over again has been that when I step out of that control and really into that, what I, what you could call divine feminine energy, that flow, that ease, then it draws you deeper and deeper into experiences of magic, of possibility, of creation. And so that is the season that we're in right now. We are in that season of magic, of the veil being thin. We are in that season of things falling away, which to me means new possibilities are also emerging. So I feel like this was a season, and maybe I'm going to do some more falling. I don't know. But this season for me, the falling went away quickly. The falling came quickly, was identified quickly because... I was really present, right? And so then the possibilities became even quicker. There was no resistance, I should say. Doesn't make it always easy, but there was just no resistance, which does make it easier. (laughs) You know what I mean? It makes it easier when we don't resist things. There is that less thinking. There's a time and a place for thinking and planning, for sure. I think and plan. I have a list of things to do today. But then there's also ease within that. Like, I felt the urge I needed a walk. I needed to lay on my mat. I needed to have that conversation with my husband. And this is my quote-unquote workday to get all the things done. And here I am, like, well over halfway through my workday, and I don't have a single thing crossed off my list other than walk, breathing. And then I got to be with my husband, and we moved through something. To me, that is what life is about. That is the magic. And all the other things on my to-do list, like this podcast, it will just flow out and it will get done or it won't, or it will get put off till another day. And that will just be okay. I'm pretty sure it will all get done because that's actually my experience is it still all gets done. It just gets done quicker and you don't even know how. You're just like, how did I normally take eight hours to do all that work? And today it took me two or three. 
It just does. Because right now there's a lot more energy freed up inside of me from that conversation, from that walk, that it just goes a lot easier. Right? But it means that we have to step into that possibility and that creation and get out of the box that we might find ourselves in. Shift the energy that we might find ourselves in or be with it. I'm all about always being with it. Being with it is what shifts it to me. Some people want to work it out away or move it away. To me, that's one way of moving it, but it's still there. So when you actually are with it, it actually becomes part of your whole. So you don't have to move it all the time. So that That's different. That's a different way of doing it. That's my way. There's all sorts of people out there doing it in all sorts of different ways. And I truly do think, I even think about nutrition. I'm like, yeah, some people are swear by, you know, PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. There's some women that are out there saying that this way of doing it helped cure them. I 100% believe them. And I 100% believe that other women will be cured doing it their way. And then I also 100% believe that there's somebody on the opposite end. There's another woman out there doing it very differently. And she cured herself. And it also worked. And she also is probably going to help people. Because we are all very unique. So the way I do it definitely works for me and definitely works for the people that I work with, but it's not for everybody, right? Some people maybe want to move it out. I just personally have found that I went through that phase of moving it, but it doesn't, it wasn't integrated that way. It was just me like trying to get it out rather than be with it and become part of it, like have it become part of me. So this podcast was a whole lot of meandering, but in my view, was all based on magic. Hopefully this is, uh, I hope somebody out there listens to this, <laughs> and I hope somebody out there felt some stirring within, like that cauldron, um, some stirring of that possibility of that creation, or of just of stirring of a desire to be more present. Um. If that did stir something inside of you, just a programming note, you, I do have two spaces still open for November. I think people are hesitant to commit to 40 days of my 40-day journey, which is based on the gift economy, in November because life gets busy. And so I'm asking you, or I'm inviting you, yes, life gets busier, but that's even more of the reason for you to slow down amongst the busy, just like I just talked about today. So... You can head over to soulmidwifejulie.com and you can check out the 40-day journey. It is based on the gift economy, so it is a great way of experiencing some of the work that I do. I also am doing one-off soul sessions, which I normally don't do for the month of November. Normally I do kind of like a several session pack, but I'm going to do some, depends on how popular it gets, but I am going to do open it up for some one-off soul sessions and those are pretty amazing for reclaiming or reconnecting with that magic reconnecting with the f the feminine and the flow uh, doing some work on control doing some work on rhythms and cycles all sorts of things uh, they're all very individualized they are 90 minute sessions um and then be on the lookout i have something really big brewing inside <laughs> And I think probably in the next week or two, I will be ex so excited. I'm so excited to announce that. So if you aren't over on my email list, that is 
uh, a great place to be, to hear about what I'm up to. I never spam you with stuff because I don't want to write something that I don't feel is actually useful. So you can head over to soulmidwifejulie.com and sign up for my newsletter list. And that is all today. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you next time. Bye.